0: Jordan. Ian. What has 20 fingers, 20 toes and the eating habits of a drunk monkey? Shane McGowan? No. Two Guys. What's up? Hello and welcome back to Two Guys What's Up. This is episode three. My name is Ian and staring at me through the cold electronic screen of an iPad is the one and only Haunted Jordan. Hello, Jordan. Hello. How are you feeling?
1: Dead inside.
0: Well, that makes two of us. So today, we are swaying a little more into the side of Jordan's expertise, and we are going to be taking a magical journey through his near-lifelong passion of card magic. And I must say, I am very excited. I am a huge fan of (laughs) magic. Ooh. See what I did there?
1: See, if the audience are, are into card magic, this is brilliant.
0: Yeah, this is like grade A humour for the cardicians out there, but for anyone else, like, <laughs> yeah, get to the good stuff, please. <laughs> <laughs> so what sort of topics have you got coming up for us
1: today? So this is mostly stories from meeting uh, famous magicians and card handlers, as it were, um, that are from all over the world. And I've been lucky enough... Uh, so
0: an hour of Jordan bragging. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: want it to sound like that, but I, I feel like I've been really privileged to visit places throughout the world that many people haven't. And it's just been a really fun journey. So I'm just going to try and share some stories from that
0: fantastic i mean to be fair you've told me a few of these stories at least i'm sure because we used to just get together occasionally and just literally play with the cards for a few hours have a few drinks go for a wander that sort of stuff so
1: yeah that was great life absolutely that was the back end of our college days it's when
0: we had you know no
1: priorities (laughs) when lights were
0: fun and our insides weren't dead that's absolutely
1: (laughs) true (laughs) <laughs> now we're just trying to rekindle a little bit of that, outway through this? Abs-
0: absolutely, yeah. It's a little <laughs> bit of holding on to the good old days. Anyway, so we spoke last time about what got you into card magic. So just before we go into the the meat of it... I was just wondering, what were your actual first deck of poker-sized cards then?
1: So I remember this vividly, and it came about because I had a book, I don't know what it was called, it was a hardback, kind of mostly self-working card tricks book. Right, right, the the best kind. (laughs) Uh, And it was an American book. Inside were cards that I'd seen before on a David Blaine TV special, which was his very first one, which was I believe called Street Magic. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Bet you haven't met David Blaine, have you? Might have. (laughs) 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 Stuffed to come. <laughs> <laughs> and, um,
1: yeah, I remember seeing these these pictures of cards and the illustrations, and i thought i 've seen these before no idea what they were. Mm. It wasn't until quite a while later I found out that they were bicycle rider back 808 playing cards. Oh, right. And uh, I'd seen people using them, never knew what they were, couldn't find them anywhere. Um, so they weren't... I mean, they were online, of course, but I was quite young at that point and you couldn't just go into the shop. You mm. couldn't go to Argos and buy some. <laughs> so... Um,
0: can you do that now? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. No, <Yeah>, you can't.
1: <laughs> Bad example, wasn't it? I um, it. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't until a couple of years later that I convinced my mum to order me some and right. what came was I think two decks oh. <laughs> literally it was a pair a red and a blue pair and uh, so I think I opened the red pair because that was what was in the picture yeah of course yeah. <laughs> so influenced at that point <laughs> and I loved it and I ended up getting more beyond that yeah. However, the blue deck out of that pair, I've still got to this date that still factory sealed. I haven't opened them. No way. They're quite rare now because they the stock was different back then and the design on the box was a little bit different.
0: No um, way. Do I have a deck of these?
1: No, you won't. No. Yeah.
0: I was just looking <laughs> up at my uh, my cabinet of do not opens, and I was looking at all my bicycle cards. I've got seven bicycle decks up there. Just wondering, but no, no, but carry on, sorry.
1: No, I don't think you do. I'd be surprised, because I've only got the one. Right, so. well,
0: I probably definitely don't, then. I don't think you're going to sell me them, are you?
1: But yeah, I don't think it's particularly worth very much, but sentimentally, it's... Sentimental yeah. value. Yeah, absolutely. It's Through the roof. Worthless. Yeah. <laughs> It means nothing to me. Um, So, yeah, that was my first genuine deck of poker-sized, quote-unquote, good cards. Nice. What sort of things did you learn on this deck? It wouldn't have been anything technically advanced.
0: Overhand shuffle? It might
1: actually have been. Oh, really? It might have been something like that, or the simplest of simple self-working card tricks. Like, there'd be 21 card trick in there, which is three rows of seven, anyone that's...
0: Good at maths, will know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just <laughs> now. I'm bragging at
0: my maths. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that that was possibly one of the very first tricks that I ever learned. wasn't very good.
0: Okay, dokie, you're right. Let's uh, get into the good stuff then. <laughs> Come on then, tell me who you've met. Start at the beginning, work your way through. I want to know everyone. And I want to know addresses. I want to know email addresses, uh, bank details. Penis size I know all of them So <laughs> so the first name drop
1: is Dynamo I think most will know that name Yeah, yeah, we know that name Whether you're a fan or not, he's a very popular guy And a really nice guy, actually I mean, this was before he was known as Dynamo He was just Stephen, which doesn't have the same ring to it Yeah, it's
0: a very creative stage name
1: <laughs> <laughs> But he was a really nice guy I mean, we're probably talking about 2010, maybe 2009, something like that mm-hmm. And he was just starting to get known in the circuit Okay and we both attended a convention called the Blackpool Magic Convention, which is, of course, in Blackpool. And it's every February that that runs. The only time I don't think it did was COVID. Oh, right. So other than that, it's been consistent for many, many years. Anyway, Dynamo, or Stephen, is not someone that I was massively, like, friends with. Like, uh, you know, I never spoke to him on the phone or anything like that. Yep. But for some reason, we happened to be at a hotel called The Ruskin in Blackpool.
0: Is that the rusk yeah. in or the Ruskin? So just Ruskin and uh, I was
1: just asking. Were you just ask <laughs> in or just asking? <laughs> Basically what happens at these conventions is, it's a massive geek out, of course. Of course. Th- the nature is in the name, but people get together for what is the biggest convention in the world. Really? Believe it or not. In terms of attendees, it's the biggest. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't believe it either. Why they chose Blackpool is beyond me. <laughs> anyway, we won't go there. So you have this convention with literally hundreds of people attending. Various rooms that uh, are hosting different lectures by famous magicians. And big names in magic uh, that you can go and kind of listen in for their hour talk and all that kind of kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. brilliant. Then they've got a two level dealer hall where they sell literally everything from big illusions to playing cards, to tricks, to you know, DVDs, books, you name it. I
0: would love to explore something like that.
1: It is so good. But yeah, so what happens is everyone enjoys the day there, and then they usually go to this place called the Ruskin on an evening. So it's not part of the convention, but it kind of just became part of the convention.
0: Do you think do you think the people that own that bar are like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's February again. <laughs> <laughs> I hear this trundling down the road, <laughs> Oh, here they come. <laughs> Did you just say this... Yeah. <laughs> oh god they're coming again martha lock the door
1: <laughs> it's like a wave of shuffling just going down the streets but it's so much fun hmm. and i didn't drink at that point i was too young but everyone has a little bit of a drink just has a what's called a session so a session is where you sit in a small group and like you show each other ideas and things like hmm. it's it's all in good nature just really good fun of course so i would met dynamo there. Mm-hmm. And we were in the lobby to this hotel, and we were just showing each other flourishes, which, again, flourishes, if anyone isn't familiar, is like juggling but with cards. That's the only way I could describe it.
0: Just want to point out it's not juggling as in throwing them around. It's like Although it can be. I think people think juggling they think three
1: Yeah, that's very true. It's it's sort of creating geometric patterns with the cards and yeah, yeah. they move in fluid motions. It's just Google card flourishes into YouTube. You'll be astounded at the things that people can do. So we were doing that in the in this lobby, kind of minding our own business, showing each other <laughs> some flourishes that we'd done. And before we know it, we are literally surrounded by it must have been about twenty people people there is no exit we're just there <laughs> and it became a little bit of a flourish off right, which right. was a really impromptu thing it was so much fun and uh, people were slightly drunkenly at 2am cheering us on and oh uh, someone dropped cards it was like
0: you know? <laughs> <A> <laughs> loser <big> <laughs> so who
1: who won this flourish off i don't think there wasn't really there wasn't a winner uh, which is what the loser would say <laughs> But it was really good fun. And that's kind of my story of Dynamo, which isn't really a story, but it was a really nice moment that we shared.
0: Can imagine you being, you know, what age were you? 14? Maybe just slightly
1: older than that, but yeah. Yeah. So 14,
0: 15, uh, doing magic with this guy, flourishes and that. And then the next year you see him on TV. On TV, yeah. yeah. You're like, hey, he stole my flourish. (laughs) That's the Jordan he's doing.
1: (laughs) I was doing the Ian Of course you were, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so he was a really nice guy.
0: Sorry, just before we go on, just for anyone at home, that uh, is an inside joke that only we would get, answering <laughs> answering your, your question right back from episode one. Every time yes. I do something which Jordan hasn't seen in books, I copyright it and call it the Ian. <laughs> so there are now about 20 tricks that I have copyrighted called the Ian. <laughs> Yes. yeah
1: and they're not even the ian one the ian two it's just
0: all the, the, the ian, ian. yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry to hijack your story no John, that's continue. good because
1: that will probably crop up in the future won't it actually
0: absolutely <laughs> <laughs> someone else that
1: i've met um a guy that probably not many people know i'm not even sure really you'll know i've mentioned him in the past and he's called david williamson he's got a i don't want to say a stage name because it's not really but he's known as magic dave
0: okay creative.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) But uh, actually, he's one of the funniest and most humble magicians I've ever met. Right. So he's technically brilliant. Mm -hmm. He doesn't flourish. He doesn't do anything really fancy like that. It's very traditional, but he is hilarious. I I mean, whatever I say could not do it justice. You just have to Google David Williamson magic Mm -hmm. and just watch some videos of him. It's very likely that you will see (laughs) something which is very old of his, a routine called Rocky Raccoon. Okay. Which, uh, I won't spoil it, I won't really go into it, but it's quite funny. And uh, I first knew him, and other people might have seen him before and not known who he was. Possibly. By, you know, like the old World's Greatest TV Magic Mm -hmm. shows that used to be... They used to do them kind of at the end of every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to be in them many times as little kind of sequences. He's brilliant. Technically amazing, very humble guy. He doesn't think he's very good.
0: Well, yeah, the humble ones don't. yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When you speak to him, he just says, well... I, you just I, do what you do, kind I of do thing. What yeah. I can of. you? Yeah, exactly. And he's so nice to everybody else. Like you see me do something, is like you're so good at that, and, <laughs> and it's like. Actually, I want to say exactly the same thing to you. Like, yeah, of you, course, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's really nice. He's a lovely guy. And, uh, he is hilarious. I'll give you an example. This was on live national TV where <laughs> he's sat in the audience, surrounded by the audience, and he turns to this woman that's to his side and he's got some playing cards in his hand and he's dribbling them into his hand. And, uh, he says to the lady, well, as I dribble, just, uh, just say stop. And he gets rid of the cards and he just starts spitting into his oh. hand. <laughs> it's just awful <laughs> but he just does really stupid stuff like that it's great that like it's one of those things you just have to see yeah, it. Yeah. I think um,
0: that rings a bell you know that, but he's brilliant yeah I think you have shown me that before either I've seen it or you show me it but that rings a bell probably like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm certainly showing you some videos of him but th- there's some amazing ones um, we'll have to link it in the description where he's just going like basically doing street magic it's like a guy is following him around with the camera mm-hmm. and there's like little edits of things happening yeah. to unsuspect him members of the public, and it is brilliant. Nice. It's just really good.
0: Just as a side note as well, when you said like he, he doesn't do flourishes or anything like that, it's weird. Like, I was watching a video the other day, and somebody said, if I go up to somebody to do a magic trick and I do a flourish, the spectator's going to instantly think, I know you're going to be up to something, because I know you're good at handling cards. Mm. But if you're, if you're someone that maybe acts more like you're rubbish with them, then you're going to potentially fool them a lot more or make it seem a lot... Yeah,
1: that's a very interesting theory, yeah. yeah. There are some amazing minds in magic that have exactly that that thought process really, and really. they will not do anything flashy because that will tip that they seem good at slighter of hand. Well, of
0: course, yeah. I mean, I don't think they'd be on, like, a stage performing magic if they were rubbish at it, but...
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very interesting conundrum, though. Absolutely, yeah. So this is my performance mind speaking now. You don't really want to seem like you're fumbling, mm-hmm. like you're always dropping cards and, you know, like that just doesn't seem very entertaining. But also, yeah. on the flip side, I guess if you're really polished and amazingly practiced, then that also takes away the magical element, doesn't it? Yeah. It becomes a puzzle then instead of a magical experience, so yeah, yeah it's a bit absolutely. of a f- funny one.
0: I think there's a happy medium somewhere in the middle.
1: Yeah, but that line's very blurred. Mm-hmm,
0: definitely. It's different in everyone's um, eyes, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, do check out David Williamson, Magic Dave. He's excellent. Nice. And if you want to see someone else that you've Probably never heard of, or never likely will. Um, It's actually a pair of guys called Dan and Dave Buck, who are twins. So they're identical twins. Really nice guys.
0: Very shy, though.
1: Yeah. You know, if you were to meet them.
0: I've seen some videos and stuff you show me, and they they do seem, again, you know, sort of very uh, humble, very chilled out, kind of... They're very introverted. That's
1: the one. Yeah, they're they're very kind of in their own shell. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. It does take a little while for them to come out of their shell. Mm -hmm. But they're really nice. They're really humble chaps, again. I, I mean, it's a bit of a running thing. Here. Basically, all the magicians that I've ever met have been really nice. Okay, with the exception of one, but I don't think I'll mention it here because I don't think that's in good taste. Okay,
0: okay, that's a very fair point. Um, but I can't wait to hear about that offer. And uh, hang on, it's not me, is it? <laughs> it's
1: this guy who always names stuff <laughs> Ian. A right. Um, but Dan and Dave Book, they've released so many DVDs, so many books and pamphlets and lecture notes. I probably can't list them. But probably now what they're most known for is a side company that's become probably their main thing now mm-hmm. called Art of Play.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: If you Google artofplay.com, um, you'll find that it's full of puzzles yeah i was gonna say Um, i think
0: a lot of people might actually even know them due to you know the the little trinkets and like little presents and things that they might have gotten uh, but through art of play, but they might not know the backstory. Yeah, but yeah, art of play are like really prevalent with the puzzles and the little trinkets and the little sort of curiosities and commodities and stuff like that. But
1: the cards as well, absolutely, a lot of cards. Yeah,
0: thousands of decks.
1: A lot of designs, and uh, I believe the the warehouse slash storefront is um, in California. I think
0: I couldn't uh, tell you, sir. So.
1: <laughs> I believe it is, and I've never I've never been in there, right. but I would love to go because a, a story has it that they have this big box that's kind of just on the floor Mm. full of just odd decks uh, for like a dollar but they could be quite well yeah quite
0: rare or exactly yeah yeah.
1: and they're just like odd ends that might have been just slightly dented or something and (laughs) uh, i just think what a nice idea
0: i would just go there just throw my wife at them like (laughs) i'll just take the box (laughs) <laughs> wander out <laughs> shift through the wall. Oh, that'd be
1: fun I think they've also got I could be wrong but I think they've got a secret entrance way into their warehouse through a bookcase that opens up
0: I can totally imagine that I imagine they <laughs> well, it's do it's so cool there's probably several
1: maybe yeah <laughs> one is a dungeon for your wife yeah. <laughs> It's like when Ian comes <laughs> and he trades. Hey, I, was,
0: I was giving her away to have a nice life, not to go in a dungeon. You know, go spend your time with the famous rich magicians. I'll just have these cards. It's a win-win situation.
1: But yeah, so art of play is their thing now and I guess their biggest thing. But what really turned me on to them was they were really the pioneers of modern flourishing. Yeah. Just like we were discussing with Dynamo. So the flourishing where you can do these beautiful manoeuvres that just look so fluid and it's almost magical in itself, Mm -hmm. especially when you see it in real life. Yeah,
0: the crazy stuff that they do is insane. It really is. The way they manipulate just like a little, what, like three by two bit of card is mental. Yeah. And it's not... It's, it's, that's the whole point of it. Sorry to keep interrupting. No. The whole point of it is, like, it's not sleight of hand. Like, it's literally all skill and dexterity. It's crazy. Yeah. I should
1: probably clarify to anyone that doesn't do this, these are not trick decks. Yeah, yeah. These are genuinely normal decks. There's not, like, this string attached to them or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Genuine normal decks, it's just that the design has changed, and that's what people are quite interested in. Yeah. So it could be the, the back design, but it could also be the face design, Yeah. But yeah. it's usually all about the back design. And uh, yeah, so these are all completely genuine. In theory, you could do a flourish with any deck handed to you. That's kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's totally skill-based. There's nothing tricky going on in, in yeah. that sense. And they came out with something called the Dan and Dave system. And this was in 2004. And this is when I really started getting into magic and flourishing like really heavily. Right. It was that that transformed the flourishing world. Before that, there was not very much at all. Mm-hmm. And now everybody does it.
0: It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, flourishes are are like the go-to thing with cards. You do. Literally
1: everywhere. Absolutely, and they are amazing, so so creative and I, to be honest it 's probably quite hard now to be creative because so much has been done absolutely and I guess there 's only so many finite things you can do with your hands, but it 's the combinations
0: well that 's what these two do is they yeah, they find so many different things it 's unreal i mean there are so there are other people as well i mean i 've seen videos that they just push it so far, mm. and the things that they can do just you just think how is that even <laughs> Like, in your imagination, let alone in your hands. Yeah. It's unreal. Like, just look up some Flourishing. If you have TikTok or YouTube or whatever, just look up Card Flourishes, and it's just mental. Some of these stuff that people do.
1: Now, things are so advanced mm-hmm. compared to what I think of as being fairly simple ideas. But back then, they were really advanced. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's like anything. Time changes, things evolve. Yep. Um, do check out something called Vertigo Hacky Sack, if you can. <laughs> the idea is that you've got your deck of cards, you split them into thirds and then the middle packet swivels in the air, spinning. So you stood up at this point, I should say. As it spins down to the floor, your foot makes contact with that spinning packet. You kick it. Kicks it back <laughs> up like a hacky sack and you catch it between those two existing packets. And I just think that's really cool. Nobody th- expects that.
0: I must say... I think that is the first thing I ever saw you do, you know. Is it? Yeah, before I even knew you. So we were at our college. I think it was one of our mutual friends But he said, hey, you're the guy with the cards, do that thing. And then you were like, Hak-chaw! and you kicked it, you <laughs> caught it. And I was like, that's amazing. And I was like to my friend, who's that guy? Give me his number. I'm going to text him. I was like, yo, bro, you my pal now, come around to my house. And then you did. And you were, I was like, show me some tricks. <laughs> We should just get that sound on a soundboard, because I have a feeling <laughs> this it's going to be in by. every single podcast from now on, every episode. But um, yeah, I think it was like that time when I first texted you, and that's when that story that came up in your best man speech <laughs> happened.
1: Oh, it's so good. I didn't realise that was the first thing you ever saw.
0: Yeah, it was in the canteen at the college.
1: Was it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can sort of picture the scene, I can imagine that happening. And I didn't drop any? You didn't, no, you did it. Wow. So you saw the the lucky time? The one time.
0: the one time it's worked. Had you dropped it, I'd have just turned my back on you and been like, oh, f*** that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and none of this would have ever happened. And my life would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll take it. Yeah fair, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, Dan and Dave, amazing people.
0: And you, you toured with them. I,
1: uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, yeah, probably shouldn't say toured because that's not quite true. Dan and Dave and myself, we've got a mutual friend called Chris Hestus, which he wrote a DVD out in 2010 called Paper Cuts. Okay. Which I thought was a nice... Nice name. All about his own flourishes. Lovely. So it's his own creations... And he's from Norway. And so we all, uh, as a group, including a few other of our friends, uh, which we all keep in contact with still, decided to do this DVD together and help out. And this was in Trondheim uh, in the summer of 2010. So I think it was August, if I remember right. We flew out, Mm -hmm. spent a week there filming, and it was brilliant. It was one of the most fun weeks of my life. And uh, the the reason I mention that is because not just it was a really fun experience, but what I'm about to say will just maybe indicate how nice Dan and Dave are as people, I'd seen them using a new deck that they'd just brought out at that point, which was called the Erdnays B deck. Okay. And uh, remember seeing them uh, using it, and I thought, that looks really cool. I'd love to get one. So I, I kind of put out a tweet, you know, as we were mm-hmm. making reference to the trip to everybody else. Just seeing this deck, it looks really cool, I'm going to pick some up. And in this time, I'd come back down to the lobby from making this tweet, and then eventually... Dan and Dave come to the lobby as well to meet us all collectively, and Dave just hands me six of these decks <laughs> and just says, I saw you tweet, No way. have them, you know, which was really nice, and it's like, I, I kind of felt like I, I wanted to say I didn't do that as a prompt.
0: Yeah, yeah, of <laughs> that, course, You know, yeah. that wasn't the case. Um, but yeah, they were just like, yeah, I saw you tweet, enjoy them. And do you know what, so you were about your late teens about then? Yeah. When you met them and you were just sort of getting into the magic scene yourself. Yes. So your card collection wouldn't have been that vast back then. No, I mean, I I had quite a few for,
1: for, you know, how old I was and and, uh, not having a job.
0: (laughs) But I was just just thinking when, when it came to me meeting you, I think, you know, you growing up and having them as influencers has influenced you and rubbed off on you a bit because I remember when I've been at your house and I've been like, whoa, look at that deck. You know, oh, that's cool. I can't wait to get myself some of them. You'll just go, here, have one. And, you know, <laughs> oh. you, you'll you give me like a few decks and I've got probably about 100 decks from you, to be fair. Wow. I mean, not not just now, but like, you know, over time and stuff.
1: Oh, I just remember that feeling of, you know, not knowing where to get them from. and
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, It's it's that whole kind of,
0: Share the love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just nice because I remember, like, you'd come to my house or something and I'd been using the same deck of cards for about four months. <laughs> and you'd just be, be like,
1: what are you doing with this? Yeah,
0: oh, put that in the bin. Have all of these. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my God, are you sure? Like, yeah, yeah, man, you know. that's. I remember,
1: actually, like, if I did that, you were like, I don't want to say, like, I don't think shocked is the word, but you were a bit like, what, really? Yeah,
0: like, yeah. <laughs> it's something that I wouldn't expect if I had hundreds of drum kits you know, I'd, I'd happily give them away, but it's that sort of sentimentality that you, or the love that you have for something like that's your, your passion. Mm, and it's like, yeah. here you go. Have a, have it. And you like, whoa, really, you know, this is a thing that you love so much and you're just happy to share with me. And it's, it's nice. And, I think I think that's sort obviously of something, obviously it's in your nature anyway, but it's something that has probably, um, the, the direction has been rubbed off from. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's quite a sweet thing of you to say. But yeah, um, so Dan and Dave, really,
1: <laughs> really nice guys. I, I hope that I'll get to meet them again in the future. And I think you'd really get on with them too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I dare say so. I mean, they sound like my type of people. I might just put out a couple of tweets. <laughs> I really want some Jerry's Nuggets. And some uh, if-an-octopus-could-palm. Uh, <laughs> They're
1: like, I saw you too. Tw-
0: yeah. <laughs> Rubbing all my octopuses together. All those tentacles. That's the ones. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of our own personal cards, um, I've just got some questions for you, if you don't mind answering them for me. So, okay. Right, so you have sampled many a decks. I said, I said decks, <laughs> And sample just seems like <laughs> I'm just
1: trying and tasting yeah. them.
0: Mm, yes, yeah, very nice. This one goes good with the pate. Slightly crisp. Oh, that one's a bit a bit floppy. Oh, the Queen's a bit floppy on this one. At least you didn't say King. What is your favourite deck to use?
1: <sighs> That's a really difficult one. I would say it's either mm-hmm. a Tallyho Blue Circle back, okay. or it's a Blue Bicycle New Fan back.
0: Oh, really? So, so the stiff new Jerry's Nuggets don't come into it at all? The reprints? <sighs> I mean, I enjoy them for flourishing. I, I
1: don't think I could really do magic with them too much. Okay. So those are the two decks that I mentioned. Would be the nice general bit of everything. Yeah, all around good purpose. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, okay fair enough. Yeah. But, um, so I mean, like, you've tried a lot of new decks probably since I started getting them, because I've got, like, a wide array. I mean, I know you've got, like, a fair amount of, like, singular brands and stuff like that, but, I mean, you'd never tried things like, uh, Fulton's or Gemini mm. or, um, King's Wild. You'd never tried them before. Uh, you never, you never. I you- no need to brag. You- <laughs> You know, you've never tried the cherries before, as well, have you? Now you've got a no? you've got a nice little collection of cherries going on. So, what of them? Are they any of them overtake your your love of the the old rubbish you used to use back in? <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Um,
1: so, I don't know if this is because I, I've got a sentimental love for what I used to have. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's because of a quality thing. I'm assuming it's not a quality thing. But my favourite go to decks will have to be from the original lot that I had way back when.
0: Okay, fair enough. No, You know, if you want to uh, hold on to know, old memories, not live in the, in the present, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> stuck in the past, <laughs> fine. So, which deck do you have the most of? So I know you've got literally thousands of one uh I think that's blue tallyho circle backs I must say as well that the the color of them is a preference isn't it mm. like the they don't actually make a huge amount of difference i mean the, the color might be point something of a gram lighter but <laughs> It is literally a preference thing. I mean, I, I prefer blue cards over red cards.
1: Yeah, I think what it is, is because I used to do a lot of filming of Flourish videos and, and you know, things like that. Yeah. And the blue always turned out a nicer colour on video. Okay. And I don't know if that skewed my uh, Your my perception, yeah... yeah.
0: So what you're saying is you like to think you're in an office-esque documentary and you're always playing with blue cards just in case you're being filmed.
1: Exactly. Thoughts so. Exactly. Thought so. so when I, you know, CCDV catches me.
0: Yep, yeah. <laughs> It'll zoom <laughs> in. It's going to look its
1: best. Did anyone see that Charlie eh? A? <laughs> that revolution cut, man. <laughs> that Sybil um, was wild, wasn't it? <laughs> look at him hacky sack. <laughs>
0: He's walking down the street. Hacky sack it. <laughs> Just hopping along. Like some kind of weird crab, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What is your most expensive singular deck? So not collection, just, you know, it's expensive singular deck of cards.
1: That has to be Jerry's Nugget. Yeah? Yeah, that has to be.
0: Mind you, saying that, I sent you a link the other day about the Smoke and Mirrors V1. Mm. Someone was selling for $900. That's true. Did it sell, though? Uh, maybe. Because <laughs> what...
1: Uh, this is a little thing I always had to look at, is uh, when comparing prices on eBay, is always look at the sold price rather than right. the listed price. Because, of course, you could list anything at anything, and if it doesn't sell, it's not really worth that, is it? So That is
0: very true. I can look it up right now, though. Okay. Here we are. Smoke and Mirrors V1, £329. Which,
1: I'm saying that as if... Yeah, that's really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have ten. So... I would say that Jerry's Nuggets are definitely still the most expensive deck that I have.
0: My next question was going to be what's the more rare? So, would you say they're also more rarer? Hmm. Is rarer a word?
1: <laughs> rarer, rarer, rarer. <laughs> channeled Keith Lemon then. Um, no, I don't think they're as rare as some decks that I've got. Some of the rarer decks that I've got are not as sought after, so they're not as expensive.
0: Okay, so what do you say is the rarer one?
1: Well, one that I know is definitely rarer, I feel like rarer is becoming not a word now, you say it too often, is a an Arco Tejo deck. Okay. Which, uh, I can't remember what year it's from, but it's so old that it's inside of the cardboard outer packaging mm-hmm. uh, but inside it's wrapped in foil
0: oh yeah
1: and uh, and there's no cellophane around it oh right so it's just a sticker seal and uh, and then it's wrapped in foil on the inside mm-hmm. and they're they're very rare I think I've got maybe six decks of those, but they're not very expensive because not many people want them. Right, right. It's it's all about supply and demand, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. I think that is literally my last two decks on my list of cards that I want out of your collection as well.
1: Oh, okay. What's the other one?
0: Oh, no, I mean the red red and the blue one. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Fair enough. One minute, let me have a look. I'll see if I can find any more. Yep, just the Arcos and the Arco Tahos.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so the, the normal Arcos as well. Yes.
0: So you don't have any of them? I don't believe so. I thought you did. I do not.
1: We we all chat.
0: <laughs> so there is one more very famous person that you've met that most of our audience probably will know, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you tell me? Who was that? Uh,
1: yes there is, and that is Darren Brown. Darren so Brown.
0: He... <laughs> Never
1: heard of him. No, not Dan Brown. <laughs> Danny, B, Danny B, they call him. Yeah, Darren Brown. Um, so, anyone that doesn't know or is just living under a rock, um, he's a mentalist, hypnotist, magician, illusionist, all of those things all moulded into one Absolutely. amazing, charismatic performer.
0: Anyone that doesn't know him must just not own a TV.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean he's done loads of things. Like uh, probably his most popular thing, which wasn't my favourite, was the Apocalypse TV uh, show. Yeah,
0: yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, and um, he did that Halloween, the Trick or Treat. He did. He's done loads of specials. He's done things like predict lottery numbers, uh, try and win money in a casino, which I think he failed that one actually. But yes. But yeah, he's done loads of stunts. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And but uh, I think above all, he's just a really charismatic performer. Yeah, yeah. I would consider him quite an old-fashioned performer, mm-hmm. but in a really nice way.
0: Like, um, what's his face? Houdini-esque.
1: Kind of. There's not really many videos of Houdini, so I suppose it's hard to really judge, but... I think um, people
0: have that uh, idea of what it might have been like due to the time period.
1: Maybe, yeah. It's sort of Victorianish feeling. And, and
0: I think people might draw off that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very old-fashioned, isn't it, mm-hmm. but... It works for him, and, and, you know, he's so popular. And a really nice guy, like everyone else I've met. How would you know Jordan? <laughs> That's because I've met him. Oh, no way! <laughs> the, so the first time was at a convention called FISM, which is a week-long convention. Right. Well, five days. And at the time that I met him, it was in 2006 and it was in Stockholm in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And and he wasn't due to perform, um, but he'd gone there just as a member of, of the public, oh, right. you know, to go and, and watch. Uh, so he'd bought a ticket and uh, gone to, to see what was happening. Mm. And it was only that I kind of saw him in passing in the hotel lobby that we were staying at mm-hmm. and there was a, a couple of us including chris who i spoke about about uh yep. paper cuts yep. um so chris was with me at the time and we spotted him so we thought shall we fanboy over and just say hello so so we did he was actually uh, with uh, another magician called guy hollingworth who is very similar to Darren, the- a little drier he's not quite as funny in the comedy but yeah, he yeah. is brilliant mm-hmm. and so they were chatting and we felt a bit like we're intruding but we thought you know we'll, we'll say hello Once it's a lifetime opportunity. opportunity
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: <laughs> we'll take the risk I was quite young at this point <laughs> and uh I was doing flourishes
0: at him who's <laughs> <was> getting closer <laughs> <laughs>
1: well <laughs> you say that but so we met him we said hello and we had cards in our hands and uh he was sort of just asking you know what what are you doing and uh, and chris decided to show him a flourish but he was really nervous and he dropped the cards (laughs) and darren in his kind of deadpan way was like well that was (laughs) <laughs> but he didn't mean, he didn't mean it in any horrible way Yeah, yeah but it was course. hilarious and then I think I showed him something and, and didn't drop cards he was like that's alright <laughs> but um, yeah he was a really nice guy so it was literally a five minute interaction nothing really happened right. and I never saw him after that I, possibly we spooked him and he got a flight back <laughs> yeah. it's like I've had it for this hotel I
0: knew this was a mistake <laughs> to come as the audience I'm out of here
1: But he was a really nice guy, though, from the the little interaction that we did have. But something that happened to me this year Mm -hmm. in August um, was I went to see his newest show, theatre show, Mm -hmm. called Showman.
0: Right.
1: And this was um, shown at Leeds. I think he did maybe four, maybe five dates there in a row. And I decided to book two tickets for two subsequent nights. Yeah. So I saw the show twice. So the first night, I go there i sit down i'm seeing the show on my own and and one of Darren's stagehands um happened to be handing out little slips of paper for people to fill out before the show began and uh i stood up just to allow him to enter my aisle because i was right at the end of an aisle seat and uh on his way back he said are you jordan (laughs) and i was a little taken aback because i didn't recognize him and i was like uh yes (laughs) and he said oh it's so nice to me he shook my hand and he said you know i used to watch all your videos um i've been a big fan for for many years um i was a little bit like this is weird
0: (laughs) i wasn't expecting this yeah i I came to watch
1: the famous (laughs) guy not not to feel like i'm the celebrity (laughs) yeah um what was (laughs) really frustrating is because I wasn't with my wife for that evening, because mm-hmm. I only had one spare ticket that I, I'd bought, mm-hmm. uh, but we were going to see the show the following night together. Yep. And so she wasn't with me, so I'd not dressed up. Mm-hmm. I'd put on a bit of a crappy T-shirt. Like, there was no effort at all. <laughs> and so... So he looked
0: at you and was like, you're Jordan. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so moral of the story is I always dress up. <laughs> cool, yeah, yeah. Always look presentable. Um. So, yeah, he, he just said... Uh, I'm a really big fan. Are you free after the show? And I was like, I can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, he gave me his details and said, um, send me a message and meet us at the, the the stage door after the show. Nice. Uh, and we'll we'll see if we can get Darren out and uh, maybe go for a drink. <laughs> it was like, amazing. And this is this is within earshot of all the other pe- <laughs> audience <Yeah>. members, because <laughs> I'm just surrounded by other people, so must have felt a little Jealous, bit odd yeah. for them. Did you yeah, feel like
0: burning odd. eyes at you for the rest of the show?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was just really surreal. But um, I, I won't name his name because um, he doesn't want to be necessarily known for all the Darren Brown... Of course, yeah. Fans that you know try and follow him, but effectively he's got a a group of three slash four stage hands that um, he tours with, Mm -hmm. uh, and they help with you know anything that needs help with. So amazing! The show happened, brilliant show. If you if you haven't seen it, do go and see it. I believe he's doing a a stint in the West End now, um, which will bleed into next year, so twenty twenty three. So I ended up messaging this chap, Of course and. Wait at the stage door. He comes out with uh, two other people, and they incidentally all know me from my past
0: yeah. videos. I don't know any of them, <laughs> so I feel a little bit a little bit awkward. Um, you have to link some of these videos in the description as well, so people can see your old YouTube stuff. Yeah, uh,
1: I mean it's just I think YouTube dot com slash Jordan Lapping. Creative. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of guy I was. And, uh, and this other guy comes out with a cap and just you know civilian clothing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it takes me a second to realise. Oh, that's Darren. <laughs> You're like, get out of the way.
0: Wait for my pals.
1: <laughs> so Darren, um, come, you know, comes up, shakes my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guys introduce me to him, and. Um, and he uh, says, oh, are you coming for a quick drink with us? And I was like, please, if you'll have me. And he, you know, gives me a pat on the back as we start walking and says, you're more than welcome. Um, we we start chatting um, for, uh, you know, it's literally three-minute walk to this venue that we go to. Yep. And uh, talking about his previous shows that I'd seen. And I mentioned that I uh, saw him perform his show called Sven Gali, which was at Scarborough.
0: Right. And,
1: uh, and since then the theatre has been... Demolished. Just demolished, yeah. It doesn't exist there anymore, and I explained that to him. And he told me a story about um, something that went wrong during that stint in Scarborough. I won't give it away because it will spoil any methods, but um, that, I thought, was quite nice. So it's just all these little things that were happening. You know, it's just a bit of a a once-in-a-lifetime. It's a
0: real insider look at all the the cool goings-on. Yeah. I mean, to have that opportunity must have been amazing. Yeah.
1: I mean, when you think that so this theatre must see it, you know... Many hundreds, mm-hmm. and probably every single one of those would like to be in the position that I was in. Yep, yep. Like that's crazy, isn't it? And only I was.
0: Yeah, to actually be noticed as well. Like, I mean, I can imagine mm. that guy doing that every night. You know, just put here you go, here you go, here you go. You know, and not even paying attention. But then to actually see you and be like to notice you and recognise you. I mean, you must feel pretty famous yourself. It was weird, yeah. It,
1: and again, I just felt slightly embarrassed because I'd made zero effort to be out. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't showered, hadn't shaved in a month <laughs> It was just, yeah, it was very it, I felt on the back foot immediately But equally I didn't because they were really nice Of course, And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, and I didn't even have a deck of cards on me That's how
0: Unprepared uh, like, Unprepared wow. for,
1: for socialising I was
0: Yeah Although you could have used that as a trick You'd be like, oh mate, have you got any cards on you? It's like, I do Watch this Quapa, they've disappeared Perfect trick Done and done uh, That's it, that's called the Ian <laughs> Yeah, of course it is <laughs> because I just invented it right now.
1: <laughs> and uh so we end up going to this this cocktail bar mm-hmm. and we go upstairs to this sort of I don't want to call it VIP lounge but it felt like that. Um where there were two other people there who I later found out is um Darren
0: Green and Darren Purple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. It's clones. And when you combine them together you get Darren Brown.
0: <laughs> God. but
1: um, there were there were two other people there um who I later found out was uh, the girlfriend of one of the stagehands okay and Darren's boyfriend right and they were both really lovely so there were uh, maybe seven of us together mm-hmm. um in this really nice, I can't really describe it as such but it was a very dimly lit room yeah. with sort of little candles everywhere it was quite a nice sort of atmosphere actually and I sub- I suppose they maybe chose that because if anyone walked in, they wouldn't immediately recognise that. Oh, it's Darren Brown yeah, and possibly, these big yeah. lights and you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Darren brought me a drink.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you made that drink for me. Yes.
1: Yeah. I'll speak about this because it's a do, a really nice cocktail. Mm. Um, so everyone's heard of a margarita, fairly standard yep. drink, but this was a Tommy's margarita, and I assumed when I first heard about that. I thought, is that to do with, like, tomato? Like, Tommy? Uh, t- you know. I, there is I, a bag I, I, of
0: crisps in England called Tommy's, which are tomato flavoured, so I can see where you get that from. Okay,
1: yeah. I just thought, I'm not sure if I'd like that, but I, I said, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll try <laughs> yeah, that, not, that yeah. You know, everyone else was basically having that. I didn't want to be the odd one out. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's like, right, you get offered. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I'll have a Bacardi, priest Darren.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, the ingredients for this Tommy's, margarita, if you're interested, Mm -hmm. is lime juice, Mm -hmm. agave syrup, which is like a a thin honey, sort of like a a less thick honey, but still sweet. Mm -hmm. So it's called agave syrup or agave nectar, I think is also its name. It's also then got um, tequila, but it's a particular type of tequila. Can't remember off the top of my head what it is. And a little bit of water. That's really it. It's a very simple drink. Mm -hmm. It's shaken Mm -hmm. and then uh, poured over ice and it's lovely.
0: It was very nice. I remember when you you made it for me, it's like you can kind of taste the lime, the sourness, but not It's kind of mellowed out by everything else. It's just a pleasant drink. Absolutely. And the story
1: goes, the reason why he drinks this along with his stage crew Mm -hmm. is because, apparently, it's the drink that causes the least hangovers. I don't know if there's scientific (laughs) (laughs) evidence about that, (laughs) Um, but obviously they go on the road a lot and they have the odd drink now and then, Mm -hmm. and uh, from experience, that's the one that causes people the less problems the next day.
0: What if for every single show that stagehand goes up to someone and goes, "Are you Jordan?" And and this is the one time that he got it right. He landed. And you were like,
1: "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Anyone that's sort of fat with a beard.
0: <laughs> oh god. So, are you Jordan? <laughs>
1: But it was an absolutely beautiful drink. But it does get you drunk quite quickly because there are two shots of tequila per drink and it's not a tall drink. So, you know, it only takes a few to really feel it. (laughs) But you know,
0: best way to do it, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, long story short, we had a really lovely evening together. Mm-hmm. All these stagehands had their own decks of cards. They were playing, doing slights, and showing me things. Course, and eventually, they asked, "Oh, can you show us something?" So I, I did something for them and borrowed one of their decks. Darren, who is sat opposite me at this point, and we've got like three round little tables. Mm-hmm. He sort of, <laughs> in in a really sweet way, actually, it was like watching a little child. He sort of saw me with cards and was like. Ooh, and then scooted his chair (laughs) close in like real interest, which was really sweet. And I think I showed him some sort of, I can't remember what I showed him exactly, but it wasn't a trick. It wasn't a flourish, but a sleight of hand move Mm -hmm. that he could appreciate. And uh, it was really nice about that. So that happened Mm -hmm. totally unexpected. Again, I'm not dressed up. I'm not at all prepared for this. And they asked, you know, are are you on your own? Um, Because I explained that I'm coming to see the show the following night. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm actually, I'm I'm over with my wife, but um, she's at the hotel because we, we only had one ticket for tonight and they said oh you, you know you should get her down which was really nice and uh text her but it was getting it was around midnight at this point and she said no don't worry I'm cosied up in bed
0: I would have been out of bed in a heartbeat
1: <laughs> so yeah so then I text you I would have teleported <laughs> there <laughs> yeah you drive down and uh, so it was a really sweet time I ended up having a little photograph with him and then we parted ways but before that it said well if you come and see the show with your wife tomorrow let's do the same thing again feel free to bring her along well. so it, Ended up on night two, we did the same thing. Uh-huh. We didn't go to the same bar. We actually went to the hotel that Darren was staying at, right and uh, it was a beautiful hotel. Well, I can imagine. I, a- I, I later found out that was a very expensive hotel per night. I
0: don't think he was staying at a Premier Inn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only the best. And so we we ended up going into this uh, private room behind these curtains, right? That swung, so you could tell it was a, a fairly posh event. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, he wasn't feeling that well. That. Particular evening, oh. and I did find out that he also left his personal iPhone in the dressing room at the theatre that had got locked. Oh. so so he, he was a bit out of sorts as well. So he ended up using the business phone to tell his, you know, his, his partner and everything. So I think I think he was just slightly that way out that evening and not quite feeling it. Yeah, of
0: course, yeah. But
1: also throughout the performance, his throat was getting a little bit hoarse. Was it? So whether you know he was coming down with anything, but uh, so he didn't stay particularly long.
0: Too many Tommys Margaritas, though. <laughs> Maybe.
1: <laughs> but, uh, so that was slightly a bit of a shame, but really nice that he kind of put up with me for two nights.
0: Yeah, super nice to give you the opportunity to just sort of come and hang out with him. Yeah, I mean, you know, fair enough if he just said, you know, the one night, but to extend it to the next night as well, even though he wasn't feeling too good, to still say, yeah, yeah, come along, you know, not cancel or whatever. That's super cool. like Really nice of him. So I, I can't have smelt that bad. Yes. And uh, dare I dare say you probably <laughs> did yourself up a little better for the second night, did you? <laughs> No, no, (laughs) same (laughs) clothes. (laughs) It was like he recognised me. Yeah. Well, wow, uh, that all sounds absolutely insane. Like, I cannot believe the, the journey you've had through magic. Like, I'm a bit jealous. I'm I'm very fortunate, and I,
1: I know that I've been quite lucky with who I've met and the experiences I've had, but I think that's part of the beauty of Magic and Flourishing is that it brings together these communities of people that you may never have, have met before or spoken to. Absolutely. There's a big wealth of, of love within that community.
0: And now you're stuck with me doing a shitty podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way oh,
0: you're too kind I know right Jordan to end today's show after last week's episode I felt inspired nay obligated to go through the arduous task of digging through my notes to find a paranormal theme quiz that I wrote during one of our many lockdowns here in the UK. Uh, this quiz was written for my family, for my wife's side of the family, because we did an iPad quiz night on this very iPad, actually, which my wife and I hosted for all her sisters and partners and everything. So, without further ado, are you ready to do this quiz? No. Good. Here we go. <laughs> So it's just a little quiz. Ten questions, paranormally inspired. Okay, So um, go for it. Question one. Uh, by the way, play along at home. Uh, feel free to email us in, let us know how many you got right or wrong. Yeah, tweet me or email in. We've been through that. <laughs> yeah. Question one. We all know what a UFO is and what it stands for, but Jordan, can you tell me what does the acronym USO stand for? Well, I can only
1: guess that it's unidentified something object.
0: Correct, that's uh, um, two-thirds of the question, so it's two-thirds,
1: so the one thing that has changed. <laughs> yeah. um, unidentified...
0: Uh... Okay, think opposite ends. I'll give you a little clues if you need it. Think opposite ends, so un- unidentified flying is right up. So unidentified is... Scuba. Uh, You're along the right tracks.
1: Unidentified sea objects...
0: You're very close. I'll, uh, I'll give you that one. It's submerged. Ah,
1: okay. Yes, that makes more sense than sea objects. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, dokie. Okay, okay. So, question two. Um, what does the German word poltergeist translate to in English?
1: I think I remember... Is this noisy spirit or noisy ghost?
0: Correct! Ding, nice. Ding, well done. Excellent. Question number three. Where is area 51?
1: Just next to area 52
0: Incorrect. Fifty-one point <laughs> five. Can you can you name the area? Uh,
1: I don't actually know.
0: No. It is in the Nevada desert. Ah,
1: oh, that was on the tip of my tongue as you were about to say that. I bet it's going to be in the desert.
0: Well, you can't go back in time and change your answer now. Incorrect.
1: Mm. Well, I can if I edit.
0: <laughs> I'm the editor. <laughs> Question number four. You're listening. Pens at the ready. The water-dwelling cryptid known as Ogo Pogo. Is a lake monster native to which country?
1: So all sounds like Yoko Ono, doesn't it? (laughs) It Um,
0: might be. (laughs) (laughs) No one's seen her in a while. She's just swimming around this lake. (laughs) Um,
1: Native to which country? And how do you pronounce it?
0: Ogopogo. Ogopogo.
1: I actually don't think I've ever heard of that in my life. I'm going to guess Germany. Canada. Oh, okay. Is there any connection to that name in Canada, or is it just a... That's what the Canadian
0: people call it. <laughs> Good. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that out. Um, right, so, question five. Which cryptid has a name that translates to goat sucker in English? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it's Brazil.
1: I, I have no idea. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, that has to be my final answer. I couldn't even give you an answer. It is
0: El Chupacabra.
1: Oh, I've heard that.
0: Mm, well, yeah, obviously didn't uh, think about it. So. <laughs> it's taken a dive now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you've got one right. <laughs> I gave you, you've got one right, which was a pity point. Oh, and also Poltergeist. Oh, correct, yeah, right, so one and a half, we'll say. So question number six. In the paranormal world, what are Betty and Barney Hill famous for?
1: I'm pretty certain that they were alien abductions.
0: They were abductees, yeah. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Were they the third people? Oh, the first. Correct. Well, done, Jordan. Ding, dong, blong.
1: Got it (laughs) in two. two
0: 2.5. 2.5. So speaking of Betty and Barney Hill, who were said to have been abducted by none other than The Greys, my favourites, what star system are the alien greys said to hail from? Does it begin with a Z? It does begin with a Z. Oh. There are two words. Oh. I think it's two words anyway. <laughs> I oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Care to make it up?
1: Zodiac. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know. <laughs> they are from the Zeta Reticuli star system. Uh,
1: that's the one. I would never have remembered that. And
0: I didn't. You didn't. I had I heard. <laughs> So, three questions left. Which former UK Prime Minister is said to have met Abe Lincoln's ghost while staying at the White House?
1: Well, I, I don't think it's Liz Truss.
0: Are you sure? I
1: don't think she... <laughs> in the 44 days. <laughs> I don't think she visited the US in her long reign as Prime Minister. Yeah,
0: I think it was planned for the next week just before she left.
1: <laughs> um, That's a difficult one.
0: Think most famous, I guess.
1: Winston Churchill?
0: Correct. Was it? Okay. It was. Three and a half. Nice. Uh, Question nine. Someone who is an expert in cryptids and studies and hunts them as a job is known as a what?
1: Is that... I mean, I'm probably going to make myself sound like an idiot. No, more than you already have.
0: What? Is that
1: cryptozoologist?
0: It is a cryptozoologist. Is it? Well done. Yay. Nice. I'm so good. Final question. So this is less, less paranormal, more paranormal films. But... In the film *Exorcist*, what does the possessed main character Reagan, say that your mother does? Subs- Correct. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Way, that is what four four and a half out of ten. That's nearly half marks. Yeah, nearly half marks. Not too bad, but forty-five percent. I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. Oh wait, hang on. That is forty-five percent. <laughs> <laughs> not about it. Is. <laughs> And again, at home, please email us in, let us know exactly how you did. Uh, like Jordan said, tweet him, email me, pick your favourite. Instagram as both. Yeah, if you're mutual. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that about wraps it up for today. Uh, but before we go, Jordan, I would like to issue you with a challenge. <gasps> oh, the tension is rising. Oh. I would like you to write me a song with two specific parameters. Number one it has to be a two-minute-long song, and number two, it has to be at the tempo of 120 BPM. What is going to happen is, you are going to write me some guitar, piano, harp, harmonica, whatever, to those two parameters, and I'm going to do the same with drums, and next week, live on the podcast, we're going to sync them together for the first time... So that we can hear just exactly how it sounds and we will hear the monstrous creation that we create.
1: <laughs> this will be oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be a very fun experiment. Yeah. Uh, I just hope that
1: you're drumming in the same key as me.
0: Of course, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll just do one in every single key and you can pick which one. <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs> just, I'd just, you know, in
0: case we cross that bridge. Absolutely, yeah. I'm always oh. thinking ahead with musicality. <laughs> Thank God you're so smart. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah, I I hope you'll be up for that, because I'm planning on doing a lot of these challenges for you. To be fair, it might just be, depending on how this one goes, it might just be that again every week.
1: (laughs) Uh, This one is 121 beats per minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jordan, write me a nine-hour song. (laughs) Using one note. (laughs) Oh,
1: actually, it's funny you say that, because Mr. Brightside, The Killers, Mm -hmm. you might know this, but the melody... For the verses is just the same note, Oh really it 's just the rhythm that changed it's just uh, the same
0: no way i don 't know if you know this, but everyone in army, Isabel, is one note all the way through I think it 's an e chord one
1: chord, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember asking Martin about that, the guitarist and uh, mm-hmm. about that song, Isabel. Check it out if you if you haven't already, everyone, because it's. A, I, I love the song. I think it was slightly before Ian's time in the band.
0: It was, yeah. That was written with the old drummer. I'll link the band camp in the description yeah, as well.
1: Yeah, d- yeah, do that, because everyone should really listen to that. Um, and remember Martin replying, saying, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so I was asking him about the chords, and he was like, are you serious? There's just one. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, good example of a song that is just one thing. Thank you very much. You're welcome, you weren't involved.
0: (laughs) Correct. Is that another one? Is that five and a half? (laughs) I've just deducted you a point for that. Sorry. (laughs) Please forgive me. Never. Right, well, everyone at home, thank you for listening. I hope you've had a lovely time. Stay funky, and we will catch you next week. See you later.
1: Bye, everybody.